0: Welcome back to this special edition of The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And the Steelers just wrapping up OTA practice number five here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. You are listening live on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. A beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. Really was. Yeah, we should be joined here presently by new Steelers guard Isaac Samalu, And
1: just watching him out here, Matt, he moves really well. He's really impressive, and that, I don't mean to sound stereotypical, but a lot of the Polynesian guys are really thickly built with yeah. huge calves, and you think of them as just earth movers, maulers, and he does that. I mean, don't right. get me wrong. He pushes people around, but he's lean and long in the torso with you know some arm length to him. I don't think this is in the plans at all, but in a Fanica-like manner, I think you could throw him a tackle and he wouldn't embarrass himself. And I know he can play center, and he's a better pass blocker than he is a run blocker, and he's a really good run blocker. You know, yeah, like it's, a, it's His amazing. body type yeah. is impressive, though, is where I was going with it. You
0: know, and, and you heard the things that um, Kelsey said about him, uh, Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I uh, want to ask him about Kelsey. Yeah, if he sits in down with us, in yeah. Philadelphia, talked about him as the smartest player he's ever been around. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you uh, his background is very impressive. Um, he's got a lot of uh, – a lot of family members who are college professors mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Nature. His brother was a computer science major. I mean, this really? this is the kind of family that this guy comes from. Right, right, right. You know, just very bright guys, and his dad's a football coach.
1: Yeah. You and, know? and I paid attention to him in free agency. I thought he'd be pricier than he was. Yeah, I did I, too. You know, after signing Herbig, I didn't. I thought the guard market was probably closed here. So I kind of was out of sight, out of mind. And then, boy, it comes across my phone. Steelers are signing Isaac. And I'm like, Wow. I'm really going to dig into him, and it was more impressive than I initially thought. You know, and again, the intellectual stuff. Even before Kelsey came out and said that, I, I read a lot of things saying this is one of the smartest linemen out there, and really technically sound. And with all respect to Kevin Dotson, the inconsistency at guard makes guys crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you're a little inconsistent at receiver, or you're making big plays, or even tackle, but guards need to be every snap. Yeah. You know, that's got to be. Something you can count on. Right. And that, I think, is Kevin's biggest problem.
0: Without a doubt. I think the talent
1: is there. Right. And there's some mental errors from time to time that might make Dan Moore or Cole look worse because he didn't do exactly his assignment. Well, those are done. (laughs) I mean, mean, now it's going to become a strength where it was a weakness just from a a mental side of things.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, one of the things the Steelers are counting on here.
1: Mm -hmm. And Um, at some point, Isaac's going to line up next to Jones. Maybe it's later than sooner, but what a great guy for a Oh. Young first-round left tackle to line up shoulder to shoulder
0: with. Yeah, the Steelers, particularly the interior offensive line, goes from being something that a couple of years ago was like, "Ooh, well, this is mm-hmm. pretty it's below." Duct tape together yeah, a little bit. It's right. b- well below average too. Yeah. Now it might be, you know, one of the better
1: interior threesomes in the league. I think they're in the conversation for best guard pairing. Yeah, I, yeah I mean they're yeah. in the conversation. I yeah. mean there's probably three or four I could come up with at the top of my head and, and that are really really good, but this might be number one. And, and I don't think Cole's a, a liability, but I don't think he's top ten center either. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. But I, what I think they
0: have though is three guys who are all average to above average mm-hmm. um,
1: at, at their positions, and that when you have three of those, and I think they probably have five that can play at the nfl level yeah you know what i mean I yeah mean, there, there's depth there as well
0: so it's it's really uh you know times again, changed the, the complete makeover of that offensive line in two years In two years
1: that's hard to do It's
0: really hard to do uh when you're paying a quarterback as well yeah yeah 100 yeah, now they are not and so you can go out and you can make you know again i don't know that they
1: expected to sign isaac samalu or for jones to get to them or yeah. be within striking distance in the first round and yeah you're right um, maybe the plan was herbig and some of these type of dudes, and it's better than last year, but it's not overwhelming and but then the opportunity arises for it to be potentially overwhelming, jump on it, you know yeah, absolutely and and uh, you know, why
0: wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know again and, and it speaks volumes that guys
1: do want to come play here yeah I, I like what you said there though about a two year total facelift of one of the hardest positions to do that at. I mean like people might remember the Chiefs were able to basically pull it off in one year. But they had to trade away. But they had to trade away Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean they yeah. did make a lot of moves to make that happen and they spent tons of money to do it and it's that's a hard thing to do. I mean yeah. to transform an entire line including depth and starters and future starters in a two year stretch. I mean and it's still young. And they and they did it without breaking the bank. Right, right, right. right. That's the
0: other thing. Yeah, the Chiefs were able to go out and, and, you know, make over their offensive line, but they paid a lot of money to do it, and they paid a lot of draft capital.
1: Yeah. I mean, Joe Thune was the highest-paid guard. I mean, they just flat-out purchased him. He was the most expensive guy out there, and they got their money's worth. No, don't get me wrong. Orlando Brown was expensive, cost him a first-round pick, you know. And then they paid
0: him. And then they
1: paid him, and you're right, right, right. And they hit on Humphrey, and they hit on a mid-round guard that worked out well for them. So that's rare. Yeah, you know, without and, a and doubt. what the Steelers are doing is rare. And um, yeah. Someone just threw it out on Twitter, and I've known this, but it's also kind of amazing that Isaac is going to be the oldest starter on the offense. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, they're still so young on that side of the ball, and they're so young on the offensive line, and he's by no means old. That's not what I mean. I mean he's in his prime. Yeah,
0: he's uh, in his prime. The offensive lineman's still out there working, even mm-hmm. though practice is over here. So we'll get him when he's coming off the field uh, taking some extra reps out there. That's the thing, you know. When you when you see these guys putting in that kind of work, the extra work, oh, yeah. I can tell you for a fact, you know, I've, I come here in here a lot uh, during the off season, and the offensive line group um, has been one that's been a constant.
1: Hmm. in okay. here working
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chooks Akorfor is here. He, I think he has a room here. <laughs> really? You know,
1: and, and coaches appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and it's funny too. You know, we were I was chatting with Wolf last week, and you know, unsolicited, he's like. Boy, Dan Moore looks so much better. To he's me. just raving about Dan. Moore. Yeah, and I totally get it. You know, he's another one with the the Wallace conversation, out of sight, out of mind. They drafted past him. Don't count him out. I mean, these guys get better, and, and I'm not saying he's you know Anthony Munoz, but I mean, if he takes a step forward this year too, or what about? I mean, well, I, if it did,
0: I mean, again, we've talked about this. the just the addition of, of Sam Sayamalo beside him mm-hmm. to where he's not concerned. I I, I can't tell you whether. That was always in the back of his mind. Who knows? Right, right, right. right. But the communication. But the stability there The communication from center out has to be better.
1: You know, like I think they created that on the right side last year with Chooks and Daniels. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good pairing. I'm not saying it's the best right side in the league, but it's in the top half. Yeah. and, And if you could get the left side to that level and probably better. I mean, if Jones and Isaac both hit their ceilings and, you know, he's already there. That could be the best left side in the league. I mean, yeah. it could be.
0: What do you think of the job Pat Myers doing with that group?
1: I'm glad you brought him up because I think he's an underappreciated asset to this team as well. I mean, I think everyone lumps the O-line coaches post-munch, and none of them are as good as Munch. You know? yeah. And that's probably true because he's like as good as there's ever been. I mean, he's phenomenal. But I think they've found a really good O-line coach here, and nobody tends to give him credit either.
0: Yeah, uh, you know? I think he's well-respected. Um, you know, we ran into him at the Combine um, when we were out having dinner. Yeah, he was hanging with a bunch of O-line guys. He was guys hanging there yeah, with, right, a, right. with
1: like 15 other offensive line coaches. A lot of beef in that room, right. <laughs> a yeah. lot of scratching and sniffing and snorting and, yeah, drinking and hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> O-line coaches are fun to be near even, you know, right. You, like a herd of buffalo. <laughs> no, yeah. but I think they found a really good one there. And, frankly, in between Munch and him, there's, it was questionable. It was kind of a revolving door there for a yeah. while. And I think that they've stabilized that. And I've said this a million times. If I was a new head coach getting hired or an owner or someone in charge of an organization, I would hire my head coach and then I'd say, I'll spend whatever you want for the best O-line coach I can get. I mean, that's more of a priority to me than a coordinator or a play caller. I mean, I just think developing that position is so hard at this level. Well,
0: I think that position and special teams coordinator –
1: is an underrated one or too. An underrated, like yeah. special teams coordinators, got a. You're just putting out fire. I mean, all the time. You're, jugg- <laughs> right.
0: you're juggling like eight balls. Yeah, on at five. the same time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then I always like to bring this up with special teams coordinators that the offensive coordinators never deal with. But like, hey, we cut your starter. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that dude was a starter was, on four he was our special number, teams. He was our number
0: forty. He was our fifth safety, and we needed that roster yeah. spot.
1: But he was a starter for me. It four st- phases. Yeah. You know, you yeah. just cut him. You, you don't start cut my starting left guard. <laughs> <laughs> start my cut my starting strong safety. I mean, that, that's what special teams coordinators have to do with in week five. And or you, find you, somebody you go else. through
0: the week, and, and this guy's sick, and that if, now you ha- it has a trickle down effect across mm-hmm. the whole special teams landscape.
1: Right. And He's on five different teams for me He's here. on five different teams, right. <laughs> or, hey, this week we're low on offensive linemen because of injuries, so we're going to take two of your core special teamers out of your starting 11. You know, they might be, yeah, so okay, well, now i got to teach someone I hardly know yeah. how to run down on kickoffs and not screw it or up. Or Joey Bag
0: of Donuts is our, our fifth corner, but two two other guys are hurt, so now he's the nickel this week. And mm-hmm. they, Well, we don't want to put him out there. Prefer he's not yeah. out there. He's not going to play 25 special team snaps this week. He's going to play 15. So, you got to pick when you're going to use him.
1: Right. <laughs> we don't want him on punt team because he's going to be exhausted from defense yeah. before. Or, you know, your returners aren't – we don't want them out there because we plan on throwing the ball to him a lot. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's always a revolving door, and it's never stable.
0: That's what you don't want on the offensive line, though. Right. You want stability. And the Steelers had stability last they, year and the And they line. lucked
1: into it to some degree. I mean, yeah. just because of injuries. But they – the fact that they got so many snaps from those five as a building block, and now you add even better, more talented players on top of that, because you still have what you built there last year. Right. You know, it's not like it was a bunch of dudes that aren't coming back.
0: Yeah, it goes back to that—that that what we talked about to open the show—the 18 returning starters on this team, but you may have overshot with some of those mm-hmm. some guys. Some of those guys, they may not be starters this year.
1: Not to any fault of their own, getting worse. That somebody better yeah. showed up. Yeah, because it's very, I mean, certainly you know, possible,
0: you know, is, is, is there an opportunity Did Kevin Dotson get better this year? Well,
1: there's a good chance. Yeah, we talk about Dan Moore. Yeah. You know, I mean, all, there's a, a good chance guys.
0: those guys got better. But you brought guys in who are better than them already.
1: And I'm not predicting him to revive his career. But even a guy like Green, I mean, he's, he's still on the roster. He's going to be a camp. He looks like he's probably going to play focus on center. He may be your number two center and realize, you know, may learn some things, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, some I mean, of those y- guys y- you know no you're You're in year about.
0: three. Again, that's
1: I, – I, I think Lil Raven Clark's a valuable player.
0: It's one of the things that drives me crazy um, about fandom. And I get it. You're a fan. just short for fanatics. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to get better. Right. right, right. Ever. You always Ever. write the story on the guy. Yeah. He's oh, really he he's stunk in those five games I saw him three years ago, so he must stink.
1: Yeah. And you don't remember – think about the circumstances or why he got put into the situation he did. You know, is he in over his head? You know, they, they ask him more than they should have out of the guy. It really, was he drafted with the thought of he should be a year two starter, but we have an injury and he's a year one starter or who knows. Well, I
0: mean, so, for example, you look at Dan Moore, thrown into the starting lineup at left tackle in the NFL. Right. As a fourth-round rookie. Right. Like, is, it, is there any reason not to expect that guy to get better?
1: Right. And frankly, if you asked Dane Brugler, Mel, Todd, whoever, and said before the draft, Dan Moore from Texas A&M is going to be a starting left tackle in week one. How do you think that's going to go? (laughs) You know, like, well, he's probably going to struggle, you know, and not that he's a bad prospect or a bad player, but. Yeah, I, I think Broderick Jones would struggle in Week One.
0: Yeah, you know? I'm mean, I remember chukes getting thrown in out in Denver his rookie year mm-hmm. against Vaughn Miller. Against Von Miller, right, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good yeah, luck yeah. with that. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Have at it. Yeah. And, he, and he held
1: his own. Somebody's going to block Bosa in Week One. Yeah. You know? I mean, this
0: isn't easy. That's the way that
1: that's the way that, that
0: goes. Um, you know, it's it's just an, an interesting tough position. Yeah. We're going to take a break. Um, again, the offensive lineman is still out there working on the field. Well, after practice is over, so yeah. when we come back, that's a common theme of this team yeah, in the last week or two. We're hopeful to get uh, Isaac Samalo on here, so we want to make sure we get all of Isaac Samalo on the show here. We yeah. don't want to cut him off. So he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from the Rooney UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here on the South Side. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex where Steelers uh, just wrapping up uh, OTA session number five. And uh, still some guys milling about out there on the field, doing some some extra work in as we... Yeah, we, we can't I'm divulge everything. but am not going to it, giving anything away here, but
1: uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's still out there working on his ball skills. Mm-hmm. Um I always find it interesting what they choose to do with their free time. You know, practice is over, but I'm out here. I'm going to get a workout in. But what am I going to work on? There's always some very interesting drills. You know, he's doing some hand-eye coordination stuff now, which is really impressive. Like you said, ball skill stuff with, you know, not divulging too much. But there's so many different ways to train and get better. And some of these guys, it's not an accident that they turn into pro bowl players. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No. Um, I can remember – you know back in the day um waiting for troy Palomalu for a full hour one day after he was the last guy on the field okay i just waited him out and he knew i was there but you know he's just uh maybe his second year in the league his second training camp and just waiting him out and waiting him out and waiting him out and finally he came walking over him we, we you know we had a 20 minute conversation about you know his rookie year and everything and and uh you know, really good stuff. But he put the time in. He, he put that kind of effort into it. That, yeah.
1: You know. Um, so you have a thousand times more experience than me in this situation. But when I worked for ESPN, ESPN, as they do now, had a Steeler reporter, you know. Yeah. And some. At and one point, there was just AFC North or whatever. And I think the Steeler reporter at the time was ill or something along those lines. And they knew I lived in Pittsburgh. And they said, hey, Matt, can you pretend to be a reporter for a day, go down to the Steelers facility and interview Antonio Brown. <laughs> so i'm here sharp i'm like boy i'm a fish out of water i don't know but they're like here's 10 questions to ask them there's certain things we need for this huge article we're working on anybody can do it just sit, sit there and record it i'm like all right fine so i get here and i'm just really stiff and not knowing what i'm doing you know it's not like a I'm unlike what you are now <laughs> but i waited for like an hour from to get off the field yeah i mean he was like notorious or in a good way. He was out there forever. I'm like, I, I was asking people, I'm like, is this normal? I mean, he's I'm like, for him, it is. It's not for most players. Yeah. You know, you can usually get them reasonably after practice, but he was out there for an hour.
0: Yeah. Did you get your 10 questions?
1: I think so. I'm trying to remember what the results were. I think I did and sent him in, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And AB could be a little difficult with that kind of stuff. Um, but he wasn't great by accident either. No, he wasn't. <laughs> That's that. my point. He, he right. Put the, put, they put the time in. You know, you get – and I, I preach this to the, the guys that I coach now. You get out of the game what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And that is so much – I mean, there are, there
1: are guys that get by just on, t- you know, God-given uh, absolutely. talent. I'm sure Maker Fitzpatrick would be a fine player if he didn't do the extra stuff. But, but when he's you, better.
0: When, when that talent intersects with the work ethic mm-hmm. is when it becomes really special. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 100%. And say what you want about AB, he, his work ethic was maybe even greater than his talent. Yeah, I mean, they you had know. to say, whoa – more yeah. often than they had to say Sikkim. I know that was the the book on Najee coming out. You know, you got to hide his helmet. You know, things like that. Yeah. You know, that's and some of these guys will work too hard even.
0: Yeah, and that's just a, a you know a pure love of the game and a love. That, you know, you want to be the best. You want to, mm-hmm. you, you you know you know what your what your weaknesses are in your game and you want to get them better
1: or yeah you, you have something that you it's ah, I'm pretty good at this but I could be great. I could be great at it. I know yeah. I'm not quite where I could be at that. You know right. Yeah. You know. And let alone the tape work. I mean, we don't see any of that. Yeah. And When, when you're with an organization, there, sometimes there's these guys, you know, linebackers in particular that are in safeties, that are in the office. Of course, quarterbacks that are in there for hours and hours and hours just grinding. Grinding tape. And, tape. And, yeah. and watching
0: tape, like, it reminds me of the, the white men can't jump.
1: Line. You know, you can, I watched the tape but do you see right, the tape? Right, there's an art to watching <laughs> yeah. tape and not just being in, the, in front of the projector. I know they don't use a projector anymore, but I mean, the, there's an art to really utilizing your minutes and hours there and looking for the right things. And a lot of young guys come to the league and say things like, yeah, I spent hours and hours watching tape, but they're still running the wrong way and misdirection and stuff because right. they're not doing it properly. You know? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: you got to know what you're watching, know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and I think that's where –
1: That's like Patrick Peterson will help so much. i was just going to bring that up. A guy
0: like Patrick Peterson who's watched so much tape and knows how to watch the tape, Mm -hmm. knows what he is looking for, the the, the keys and the things that, uh, you know, when when this receiver does this or when when the quarterback, his foot is is three inches
1: to this direction. Look at his stance. He's going to come out and, you know, it's not going to be a handoff or, you know, things like that. I don't know. I'm totally spitballing here, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if Patrick Peterson – goes home on his iPad or his TV or whatever and spends a day watching Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, now Odell. And he's played against all those guys, I'm sure, to some degree. And you watch them going in. But when you know they're now in your division, everybody has a tell. I mean, everybody has the Teddy KGB Oreo, you know, to some degree. You know, like when when he aligns this way, he's probably blocking or he's going to go through the motions, you know. But whenever he has this little twitch – Ball might be coming his way, or right? right. Yeah, you know, he's go, he's taking it deep, or you know, they, everybody has tendencies. Well, I can
0: remember, in fact, you know, when I back when I did the Antonio Brown show, um, there was a you know, somebody put out there that, that you know, on, on social media, that whenever Brown would retighten his gloves at the line of scrimmage, it was a pass play, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that stuff's real. And I brought that up to him. I so said, "There's, there's a theory out there that uh, you know, whenever you tighten your gloves at the line of scrimmage, it's going to be a pass, and when you don't, mm-hmm. it's going to be a run play." Okay. And uh, you know, I think he looked at that and he started tightening his gloves every time. Did he? It's the same thing I tell you know. I tell young pitchers like, if I'm going to throw a curveball, I don't want to tell the batter I'm throwing a curveball. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to. You know, as I'm sure they to, hold it in their glove differently. I'm not going to play with the ball in the gloves. It, yeah. If you're going to play, with, if you have to play with the ball in your glove. When you're throwing a curveball, play with the ball in your glove every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do that it every sense. single time. It's like Jim Brown, rest in peace. You know, he would protect. He would get up super slow every time, so yeah. it didn't look. Oh, uh, look, he was, uh, right, right, yeah. right, every time. So everyone didn't didn't know when he was injured. And the book on Jerry Rice was the guy's got no tells. Every route looks exactly the same. Yeah. You know, his stem is always the same. His release is always the same. And people talk about what makes a great route runner. I mean, that's a big part of it. Is not giving things away so blatantly yeah know? i saw somebody puts uh,
0: out uh the top 10 route runners in the nfl hmm. yet last night on social media i saw that and deontay johnson was on that list i say he should be um i think that's an underrated like so many so many people look at well he's he's 6-2 and he runs a 4 three forty and he does this does he run routes
1: right and frankly pickens needs to work on it yeah i mean he, he has he doesn't have a very He doesn't have a real expansive route tree yet, you know, and he didn't at Georgia. So he needs work in that regard. But the guy next to him is one of the best in the league at it. Yeah, and that doesn't
0: doesn't come by accident either. Dante Johnson works at
1: that. Absolutely. You know, because
0: he's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He's not the fastest. Mm
1: -hmm. So you better have something else that you can win with, and for him it's the route running. Devontae Adams might be the best route runner in the league. I mean, he's certainly and he's the, like a four or six guy, and he was a second round pick. Yeah, he's not special athletically. Sure, he's good. I mean, he, I mean, he has talent, of course he does, but he wasn't a top. He wasn't Jamar Chase, you know. I mean, he wasn't a, a no brainer top ten pick, you know. I and mean, that was that came from work. And route running, Devonte was a third round.
0: Route running allows you to get behind secondaries. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't have to be a four three guy. To get behind the secondary, if you no. run if you run routes well, yeah, um, you, you can, you know, all it takes is one false step from the cornerback, right, 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 him.
1: right. I mean, it's not like you run a five flat, you know right. I mean, difference, <laughs> yeah, between, yeah, you can still run. Yeah, the difference between a four-five-five five and a four-four flat isn't that much in the course of a football play if the defensive back has one false step or is leaning the wrong way. Stefan Diggs was a fourth-round pick. He's an elite route runner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he was
0: number one on that list. And he no, was, was he? You know he's a four-five, low four-five guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a good athlete, but he's not special. But you see him behind right. a lot of defenses.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's absolutely a, a learned skill. I yeah, mean, yeah.
0: We're still waiting here for Isaac Samalu to come out. Um,
1: no promises at this point. Yeah, he,
0: they are off the field here. Um, he outlasted the, the Steelers' PR. <laughs> he was putting the work in. He was putting the work in, and and well, the field is now clear. So. Um, that he, part of the day is well. No, there's still some, there's still one guy out there. So there is getting their extra time, and we're still out here, and so we'll keep bringing you all the uh, the news and notes here from the Steelers OTA sessions here. OTA session number five in the books. That means we are uh, back halfway, tomorrow, of course. Yeah, halfway to uh, to minicamp. Yeah, good point. And then this is officially there, halftime. Yeah, and we're then from there, we'll, we'll go to uh, we'll go on to training
1: camp. And it's been a great environment. It's been fun to be here. I wonder, you know, so last year, training
0: camp was the first year that it had been open in a couple of, mm, right. couple of years because COVID of COVID and all that, right. Do
1: you expect training camp to be a little more
0: robust this year? Not that
1: it was bad last year. But right. I think to, More back to the, what you think is normal more and what back you're, you've normal, been used yeah. to. I would imagine. I mean, that's more of a question for you than me, <laughs> to be honest, but I would think that's true. I just I was just thinking about that. like, you know, because last year, I mean, it was everything. You were back, but you weren't back back there were still some restrictions yeah i mean and it, it, it affected now us, the cdc
0: you know. has lifted the you know mm-hmm. uh apparently COVID is no longer the epidemic that it was or the pandemic that it was that's that's behind us mm-hmm. um you know i had a doctor's appointment a couple of weeks ago and i didn't have to wear a mask wow and, even a doctor you know, even the, even the doctor's office which was you know different than it's been for the last three years yeah yeah um you know so we're we're, we're out of that portion of this and and you know, yeah, I would th- think
1: it gets back to being good old St. Vincent's. Does and, the NFL
0: yeah. adjust to that as well now? You know, are are the COVID restrictions that, that were or not just the restrictions, but the, the accommodations that the league made mm-hmm. for COVID. Some of them they've kept. Like the extra Some good two, things came out yeah, of the, it. The extra two guys right, right. on
1: game day and things of that nature that you right. could get. Um, Expanded practice squads, yeah. things like that. I think teams started scouting differently. Hey, we can do some of this via Zoom. Yeah. Do we really need to send these guys on planes all over the country? Not even for health well, all reasons. All we're going to do is we want to sit down and talk to the guy. Yeah. You we know, can do that on a video call. Expense, you know, yeah. Save some expenses, save a lot of time. I'm sure it's changed coaching to some degree. I'm sure the players I – mean, my wife is, couldn't be any further from a football player, but she gets so much more done at home than getting on the tee, going downtown, going to the bank, and coming back. You know what I mean? So – I'm sure that's true for players too. We were talking about grinding tape. Could probably do it from home, you know, with today's technology, and you could just FaceTime your coach and be like, "Hey, what's this all about?" You no, know I mean you that's know, that what they, stuff, that's right? what
0: they did during COVID. I mean, yeah, they had right, to yeah. do that. And so you you know you had guys, everybody learning.
1: You adapt. Yeah. And and some good things come out of it. You know, I mean, any crisis or bad thing that's happened in the history of the of the world, something good came from it because people adapted. You know. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's much like the you know the. There's always anytime there's there are, you know you take a a step in a different direction. There are pluses and minuses that come out of it. For example, you know, Tang came out of the, the you know space. Uh the okay. space, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. space exploration. Uh, Velcro. Yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. You know you, things like that. You didn't get you didn't start the space program to come up with with Velcro.
1: <laughs> right, right, right.
0: But it was, you know, a byproduct. We could use this for something else. Yeah, it was a yeah, byproduct yeah, yeah. of space travel.
1: Absolutely. But I do think the NFL's gone through some of that, too. And I'm sure all sports have. You know, the, yeah. we were forced to not. And Tang from, was a bad example. By the way. <laughs> <That> <laughs> a more, I don't know why that popped into my head. But, <laughs> but I do think. Certainly the NFL and football coaches across the league are such creatures of habit or across the whole sport.
0: This is just the way we've always done it. We've always done it. Until you so couldn't we do it that it. way. Right, right,
1: right. We don't want to hear about analytics. This is what we do. You know, you have to have two days, blah, blah, blah. But when you're forced to change, you realize we might be behind if we don't adapt like the teams that are starting to win, you know, and, and understand where they're at.
0: Yeah, and so I, I, I do think that there are, some, you know, many good things that, that came out of covid being forced to do things differently yeah. yeah and we've seen it just in the in the general work world i mean mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of people that don't go back right to to the office on a full time basis maybe they go in two days a week instead of five
1: now, that's where my you wife's know. at now and she thinks those are her least productive days because <laughs> she's busy you know not, not doing work while she's transporting back and forth yeah so um but these sessions Still very important. I think they are. I think there's a lot to take out of them. I think that there's a lot of learning going on on the field. Certainly when you read headlines across the league, there's a lot of overreactions. This first-round pick isn't running with the ones, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't look too much into that stuff, but I think it makes you a better player and teaches you how to be a pro.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, again, so many new faces on the Steelers roster this year. Yeah. Um, these OTA sessions are, are doubly important, and I think that's why. If, for example, last year, if you remember, um, they didn't—they could have had three more
1: sessions. Right, right. And they didn't. They chose not to. I mean, just think of the status. This year, of they're the going to have those positions. sessions. Yeah, right, right, right. Good point. I mean, just think how much different the quarterback situation was one year ago when we were here, and now it's a lot more set, and a lot of groundwork, especially on offense, was poured. Last year. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. a lot of that youth. And, you, know. you
0: know, so they, they – you know, Kenny Pickett talked about it on his first day here. He's like, we're so – I'm so much farther ahead of where I was. As an offense, we're so much farther ahead of where we were.
1: I'm sure. You know, I'm the sure. foundation has been poured. Yeah, and now – Allen Robinson and Isaac and Herbig and these guys. they got to get on a moving train. Yeah. yeah, but those veterans shouldn't have any problem. You know, it'll be right. tough for the rookies as it is every rookie. You know, that's, that's not a common problem, or that's not an uncommon problem across the league. You know, yeah. the, the Washingtons of the world are going to have to learn. Yeah, and that's what they're here for. That's why we have
0: these sessions, these mm-hmm. OTA sessions. They used to have this stuff. No right. You know, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as an OTA. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they're good. Yeah, I think so as well. But uh, we're going to take another break. He is Alrighty. Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we will be back with more here live from the Steelers uh, OTA sessions at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio right after this. <laughs> Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, this is a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And we have a special guest here joining us now. That would be one Thomas Opferman of The Standard. What's going on? Not
2: quite the guest you guys were looking for, but I figured, you know, hey. jump in. Hey, a job. Jump in, why not? <laughs> it's, it's good kinda to like, have It's kind of like in baseball. I don't want to call myself the closer coming in. It's kind of like when the position player comes in and you're already down by 40 <laughs> runs. I'll just come in and, you know. Or you're up <laughs> <down> by 40 <laughs> runs. Get the arm yeah. going a little bit. Get a nice 45-mile-per-hour over the plate. Exactly.
0: But you you were out here today, Tommy. You got chances chance to, to see uh, the OTA practices. What were, your, what were your impressions?
2: First time, you know, seeing guys in person. I know we can't really talk in a lot of detail, but. They're big, man. This is a bigger team than it was yeah. last year. I, I think that's for sure. You know, Washington is overwhelming. The off- offensive linemen are overwhelming. Jones, Dan Moore looks much bigger than he was. Uh, their mantra seemed to be, let's get physical, let's get nasty. You know, Andy Weidel comes in. He's kind of cut from that cloth. And you can't tell how it's going to end up until they play games, but right now it looks like it's on the right track.
0: Yeah, it's a continuation kind of, of how they finished last season when they were just Pounding people yes. at the line of scrimmage, right, right. Um, you know, I think they're they, not hiding their intentions at all. No, they might right. as well put it up on the on the big, you know, yep. the scoreboard. Hey, we're gonna run the football. We're gonna be physical. <laughs>
1: Have a good year blimp go by yeah. carrying a banner, right? And not only they, not a lot of fat guys either. You know, no. there are a lot of really right. lean, powerful players with length too, long arm guys, especially at corner. You know, some of these dudes. I mean, even like Allen Robinson's impressive on the hoof. You know, everybody looks the part, and then it's a good start. Yeah, and you just mentioned the secondary. I think that might be the
2: the unit that I'm the highest on right now really? in the off season. Yeah. I, I know you lose Sutton, you lose Mullett, you lose Edmonds in that secondary. But I, I think they're a better secondary right now, at least on paper. I'm excited to see Porter and um Peterson on the outside if that's yeah. ex- where they end up. But I think he just got so many options. You guys were talking about Levi in the first hour yeah, of the right, show today. Right. I think that might be a less is more kind of guy. Like the more that you can wean him off of a big time role, you're gonna get more production out of him.
1: Could be. Always yeah. thought he
2: was a really good number two in Buffalo, mm-hmm. next to Terdavious White. He's a little bit older now, but you're not asking him to be anything more than a three right now. Maybe he does become a two, Dale, yeah. like you said, but he doesn't have. There was never really like that number one last year. They I didn't have like. that, yeah. And he kind of had to try to do it, and Akello had to kind of try to do it, but no one could. Now he just has to kind of be the number two at the most. So yeah, I think it's perfect for. Him.
0: The guy that I'm interested in, in in that secondary is Chandon Sullivan. And I, I'll go back to you know, 2014 when they signed Bryce McCain uh, from the Houston Texans and, and people went, oh, my God, the pro football focus had him as the, the lowest-rated cornerback in the NFL. And then at the end of the season when, when he left to go to the, to the Miami Dolphins because they signed him to a one-year deal – what are they going to do without Bryce McCain? Yeah, My yeah. God, he, was, he had such a good year. He was their best cornerback
1: this year. Made good money on the open yeah. market, and right, right, right. Um,
0: you know, you don't know what the cornerbacks, and we do actually kind of know what the cornerbacks were asked to do last year in Minnesota, and that was play pretty vanilla. Yeah, a very lot of zone. Yeah, very little blitz, and yeah. there was no blitz. There was no pass rush. They had like thirty-two sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just they just didn't have any kind of uh, of help there defensively. And so you know if you're gonna if you're gonna play a lot of zone coverages, particularly if you're the slot guy, and you're and they're playing a lot of zone, you're gonna give up catches.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's just without much pass rush and yeah. much blitz to help you. It was not, not an easy situation for their defensive backfield.
2: Well, that's what Pe- when Peterson sat down with you last week. That's kind of what he said, right? I, yeah. He didn't trash the Vikings no. defense, no. but he was just saying, you know. You can tell this is a step up a little bit just from a couple of days being out here with I
1: think guys. I asked him how I knew the answer, but I wanted him to say <laughs> yeah. it, how different is this scheme and coverage responsibilities <laughs> that versus last one. He's like very different. <laughs> I mean, to, to sum it up, yeah, very there, different. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm interested to see how he figures into the equation because he's been a, he's been a starting nickel, not just in Minnesota last year, but in Green mm. Bay before that.
1: And those guys aren't household names. Going back to Bryce McCain, oh, no. you know, Steel Nation's not going to go. Oh my God, you signed <laughs> Channing Sullivan, who I'd never heard of. You know, I mean, but that doesn't mean they aren't having quality careers.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a that's a. And this is not to trash Arthur Malette, but that's an upgrade over Arthur
1: Millette. I think so too.
0: You know, yeah. and if he can be a combination of Sutton and Millette mm-hmm. because that's what they've had to do the last couple of years. Even when they had Mike Hilton early in,
1: in the in his tenure situational nickels. it was
0: situational nickel if yeah. you just have a nickel and he is your nickel and that's what he does mm-hmm. okay
1: yeah and you tell the offense less yeah you know if that's if or if you could play more
0: dime because of that because we're gonna bump Patrick Peterson into the slot and then' I'm playing Porter and Wallace on the outside because you've got you've got different options at defensive back mm-hmm. okay
1: that works too so to change gears on you Tom while we have you here the last few minutes you're a huge pit guy pitts next door that's right Kenny's second year. What are you expecting from him in year two? I don't I mean, think he's going to take some monstrous leap. Yeah. You know, And I
2: don't ever think he's going to get to the Burrows or the Mahomes level. But I really don't think he has to at all to mm-hmm. win. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was never the greatest quarterback in the NFL. He was always around Brady and Manning. Those mm-hmm. two were much better than him. Mm-hmm. He snuck two rings out from underneath those guys. Like, if the team is right around him and he is good enough, I think you can win with that guy. Yeah. I just don't know if it's going to happen – Quite this year, I think maybe a couple years stops. away. Yeah, but I think that what the rookie year showed is that it's not too big for him. The league mm-hmm. and he's ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's not like a is he even a starter? No, he's one of the thirty-two
1: best quarterbacks that
2: there are. So I think
1: that's step one for any rookie.
2: Yeah, and I expect him to be better this year. Not quite to the level where you you know maybe he's the sole reason he's winning you six seven games. But mm-hmm. I I just feel like. The improvement's inevitable. You saw the improvement all of last season. Too many interceptions in the first half of the season. Yeah. Barely any in the second half of the season. That's coachability. That's improving. It's playing smarter. I just think it's going to continue to carry on that momentum. And I like the size he's put on, too. You know, yeah, I think that's big. He's got to protect himself a little bit more. Those yeah. con- the concussions are the thing that worries me a little bit, but – Offensive line looks better. Mm-hmm. They fixed his helmet last year. You know, they're, they're proactively <laughs> trying to attack this to yeah, make sure yeah. that it doesn't become a problem like maybe down in Miami it is. So I, I'm very confident in him not regressing at all, taking steps forward. I just don't – I question how big the leap might be this year. But it shouldn't be monstrous, I don't think, in
1: a second year. I mean, No, I don't expect it to be the best quarterback right, in the league. Exactly. You know, right, right, right.
0: No, if he, th- if he throws between 20 and 25 touchdown I passes this fair. year. More importantly – doesn't get to double digits in interceptions. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge step forward. I think if uh, that's a reasonable expectation. think if you play right? the entire season and let's say he throws 22 touchdown passes, it's
1: mm-hmm. better a, in the red zone.
0: That's a modest improvement, uh, it, but but throws seven or eight interceptions. I think that's a really good yes. second year. Mm-hmm.
2: And at Pitt, he was never you know adverse for making a, a risky throw, pushing right. the ball down the field, being explosive. So I think you see a lot more of that. In his second year as well in the NFL, yeah. you have the leash on a little tight sometimes with a rookie. You I don't, don't think he's conservative. Crazy. No, new. No, yeah, there was right, nothing right. about, especially the senior year, at Pitt, right? There was right, right. nothing conservative about his play. And I, and
0: I think the, the other thing that you look at with with Kenny Pickett, guys, um, are the the how he played in the fourth quarter down the stretch in games.
1: He did win you some games.
0: He did win you some games. Yeah, yeah. And so if he can do if your defense in your running game can keep you in the game, he has shown that he can win you the game when it's on the line. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, uh, you know, I I don't think there's any, there's no formula for clutch. There's no, you know, analysis for clutch. There's no, there's nothing out there that says, well, you know, this guy, when, you know, when the game's on the line is this, you know, he's the sixth best player when the game is on the line because each, you know, game situation is different. So you got to trust your eyes on that. And when the game was on the line, more often than not i mean the, you know the only time that he didn't was in miami and i think he learned yeah from what happened in miami
2: and it's not like he was doing it against the texans right yeah. He was in no, Baltimore. Right, right, right. yeah and i remember in that game on the tv broadcast they flashed up a graphic before the drive saying like ravens have not given up a fourth quarter touchdown drive in x oh, amount right. of quarters <laughs> and he goes 98 yards on the field and puts him in the end zone and wins the game like that yeah. absolutely and that is- had
0: nothing to do with them missing lamar no, that was, no, just that his... was the no, defense. Yeah. defense right? That's a
2: playoff-level defense that he went up against and drove right down the field. So that, I think, alone is where you get the confidence that this dude is cut out for this kind of stuff. This dude's not overwhelmed by the NFL.
1: And I say this about 80% of the rookie starting quarterbacks, but the two areas that he really struggled were between 10 and 20 yards and in the red zone. Well, you go get Allen Robinson, who's – a big red zone guy and operating out of the slot on in-breaking routes between 10 and 20 yards. Washington, who knows what you'll get out of him as a rookie year, but he sure profiles as a middle-of-the-field player, down the field, as well as red zone. And, and there's some other examples. So they're going to add things to make his weaknesses strengths, and I think they did a good job with that. I And I'm still, you know,
2: I know he had no touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. You know he's a really good receiver. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I know a lot of people like the picket to Pickens kind of thing and maybe that will be the the yeah. one. And the that could develop too. Head. Right, yeah. right. But I just think Deontay's going to be Kenny's best friend this season. Yeah. I don't know how he wouldn't be any quarterback's best friend. He's yeah. always open.
0: He's always open. <laughs> right. yeah. There's a reason why Ben Roethlisberger loved him. Right? Threw him 165 <laughs> passes every year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had no choice. <laughs> open, right, right. <laughs> He's open. So you throw to the open guy. Tom, we appreciate you stopping yeah. by here that uh No you know, problem. I'll be back
1: tomorrow. That's all right. Good okay. Maybe we'll do a session with you then. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll do that again. Uh, But our our guest here has been uh, Tom Offerman. You can hear him on these very airwaves on the standard, which he does uh, very Fine job on with like Jacob check that out Yeah, you got to check that show out. You can also listen to us. You can find the regularly. standard
1: everywhere you can find the drive, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely.
0: So uh, lots of great comment uh, comments and lots of great programming on Steelers Nation Radio. But that is going to do it for us today here from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex as the Steelers just wrapped up OTA session number five. Unfortunately, uh, we uh, missed out on Isaac sayamalu Hopefully, maybe we'll get him tomorrow. Um, you have to keep or listening. somebody yeah. we'll get somebody we're, we're getting somebody tomorrow that's I, I can guarantee you that because I'm going to uh, ensure that we do that uh, but that's going to do it for our show today so for my partner Matt Williamson for CJ here on site keeping us on the air I am Dale Lally we thank you for listening to this special edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio